Coming to you live from a barbecue shack near you, it's the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. We've got the sweet tea, the white bread, and a whole lot of slow smoke takes lined up. So put down your turkey burger, turn up the volume, and grab your hog, because it's about to be on. Oh, yeah. Now, say hello to your self-proclaimed food and sports experts, the utterly enthusiastic Holt Smash, and the one and only Tinder King of Memphis, Mr. JB the underscore Brooks. And now, here's your host, always full of ship, Alex Bullship One. Welcome back to the official SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. This is week six preview coming to you live in Destin, Florida with the three best friends, Alex, Holt Smash, and Mr. JB Brooks. What's up, bros? Hey, Alex. How's it going? Uh, This is Holt speaking, by the way. How confused are y'all when I say what's up, bros, and don't specify which one I'm talking to? Yeah, well, usually, like, we, like, give each other a signal, like, either you talk or I talk, but that time I gave JB the signal to go ahead and talk, and uh, he just decided to just laugh. (laughs) He decided to just start laughing in his hands instead of talking, so he threw me a curveball there. JB, you gonna make it through this one? I should make it through. This is gonna... Sorry, go ahead. I'm sorry, I want to make it through quickly, so I'm you know, ready for dinner. This is going to be kind of a quick, stressful podcast because we're cutting this off exactly 23 minutes, I think. And that's because, as they like to say in the sandlot, this is going to be a quick game. We've got to get home for lunch, except for lunch is actually dinner down the street. But you know how that goes. So we're going to talk about football just for a little bit here. we got some big games going on. we got the Memphis-Louisiana-Monroe game that we can't talk about because we're in a short, short squeeze. So we're actually going to talk about the Auburn-Florida-CBS game of the week. JB, is this the best CBS game of the week this year? Uh, so far, I would say this is – I would say it's probably the best one so far. Are you sure the next week's game, Tennessee-Georgia, is not going to be better than this? Well, that's this week, actually, Alex. Oh, you're right. You're right. Excuse me. But, uh, yes, this is definitely the uh, best CBS game I think we've had so far this season. Yeah. Holt, what are you most excited about this game? For me, I don't think Florida is as good as advertised, and that's what we've been saying for the season here, especially in that first game against Miami. But um, this is a chance for them to actually legitimize or validate them being the top ten and being an elite of the SEC this year. Right, and I mean, this is definitely an exciting matchup. Um, Florida has not been the more impressive one of the two so far this year, uh, but they are at home. And, you know, Auburn playing a true freshman quarterback um, on the road. I mean, he's played good so far. Um, had a big game last week against Mississippi State, put up some big numbers. But, you know, going on the road against Todd Grantham, you know, they're going to have to create some big plays in the passing game, I think, because I think Florida's going to be able to slow down that running game. And uh, it's really going to come down to how well um, – how well – Bo Nix is able to play in this game. Um, but I, you have to give a slight edge to Auburn, even though the game is in Gainesville as far as just talent, and they've just been the more impressive team to this point. But uh, it's really interesting to see because I think whoever wins this game is probably going to be the top contender um, to either Alabama or Georgia in their respective divisions. JB, is this the week that Kyle Trask becomes Kyle Trash with playing the mm-hmm. Auburn defense? Can we get that going? 
I think Mullen's going to really have a conservative game plan for this game, especially, you know, being at home and being a, even a home underdog. I, I expect Mullen to have a more conservative, conservative game plan. I think he wants to limit the possessions that Auburn has. I think he wants to slow it down, let it be a low-scoring game. I think it's going to be a similar game plan to what he had when he went to Starkville last year. And it, I think this game could be a potential low-scoring game. Would you be surprised, Holt, if Auburn came out for a second week in a row and blew out their opponent that they had been favored but not by a lot? Yeah, I would be surprised, actually. Um, you know, I I think Auburn's a better team, as I've already said about three times already, but it's just um, I expect this to be a really close game. I think Dan Mullen, just the way he coaches, lends itself more to, to a close game in this one. Um, as JB already said, I think he's just going to play a little bit conservative. Um, try to pick up some first downs, kind of like that LSU game last year, sort of like a similar game plan uh, where he's just going to try to limit the possessions and kind of shorten the game and uh, hopefully try to make some big plays in the fourth quarter to get the win. Um, But, you know, I I would be very surprised if Auburn was able to go down there and and blow out Florida. If they did, that would obviously be a very impressive win, and uh, they would have to be kind of in that same conversation as Alabama, Georgia, and LSU. Well, we've talked about Auburn's offense this year, uh, and if you ever watch a game on TV, they always talk about how the key to the Auburn's offense is their big explosive plays. And we saw that against Texas A&M and definitely saw that last week against Mississippi State. And I think that's going to be a key here. You talked about Todd Grantham's defense and blitzing all night, uh, a.k.a. remember the Titans, if you remember that, JB. Do you remember what he said? You, get, you got it for me? You blitz. All night. And I'm not going to finish the phrase because we're trying to cut this short. Yeah, Coach Yost doesn't get enough love around here, but I, I liked him a lot. Denzel is a key key actor, but Coach Yost helped turn around the team as well. But, um, Holt, the explosive plays are a big part of their offense, but Todd Grantham blitz all night. So do you think something has to give here, or do you think Auburn can continue to do in the big explosive plays? Well, I think that because of Todd Grantham's coaching style that it's going to be tough for Florida to get those big – uh, plays in the running game like they've been doing. Um, I think the key is going to have to be uh, these Auburn receivers against the Florida secondary. Um, you know, they're going to have to win some one-on-one battles. They're going to have to get up and down the field, and Nick's is going to have to hit them. Um, you know, the first few games of the season, Nick Nick's really struggled with those deep passes. Last week was able, was able to hit on a few of them. Um, almost played a perfect game last week against Mississippi State. So if he's able to do that again on the road in Gainesville, then, you know, I definitely think that uh, – you know, Auburn has a chance to put up some big plays in this one, but you know, going into this game against Todd Grantham, a little bit more talented defense, um, a little bit different looks he's going to get this week. Um, I just definitely feel like it's really going to come down to those Auburn receivers against uh, those Florida defensive backs. Yeah, JB, we talked about earlier. Uh, Dan Mullen has a conservative game plan for Trask and their offense against this Auburn defense. Do you think? Are you a big fan or a big proponent of? Offenses that get going at the very beginning of the game with some easy short passes just to get their offense going, get their quarterback in rhythm? I mean, I definitely think it's a good game plan. I mean, what you're doing is trying to build the confidence and also just get the butterflies out of their system. And especially in a big game like this, uh, you know, with Trask, even though Trask is a solid quarterback, I think, you know, he's he's a, you know, fourth year junior. Uh, he's this is really his first major start, so I, I expect this game plan to be really conservative in the beginning. This is the best defense Florida's played all season, so it's going to be a conservative game plan all around. Hold if Auburn wins in Florida this week, can we finally get Gus Malzahn off the hot seat? You know, I'm not really quite ready to say that honestly. Um, I think it's really going to come down to November at the end of the day. Um, it's going to come down to how they play against LSU, Alabama, and Georgia. 
Um, those are the games that Malzahn's going to be judged on. I don't think it really matters what happens this weekend. If he gets blown out in all three of those games, I still think that he's. I still think he's gone. Honestly, do you think if Auburn's offense punts the ball twice in the first quarter, do you think somebody will say fire Gus Malzahn on Twitter? No, I don't think so. I don't think that it's really going to ramp up either way, one way or the other, this game uh, for Malzahn. Because, like I'm saying, like it's it's really going to depend more on uh, those games later in the season. I think that's kind of how he's going to be judged. I don't think losing the game at Florida would be the end of the world for him. I just think that it's you know it's going to come down to those big games at the end of the year, especially Alabama and Georgia, especially. Um, so, I mean, that's really what's going to determine whether or not he keeps his job or not. If they're competitive in those games and they win one of them, then I think he's fine. But if they get blown out in both of them, then, then you know, like I'm saying, I think he's in trouble. On the flip side, Holt, if uh, Florida wins, will Dan Mullen be the coach of the year for SEC? I mean, you could definitely make an argument for him. I'm mean, playing with a backup quarterback with all they lost last year on both sides of the ball. Um, he's done a pretty good job so far. He's got Florida back, you know, somewhat relevant. Um, you know, obviously that win at Kentucky doesn't look as great as it did at the time just because he's struggled, just because Kentucky struggled so much since that game. Um, and Florida was really in a position to lose that for a lot of the game and really needed a big fourth quarter to, to come back and win it. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I mean, I – if, if Florida is able to win this game, that would obviously be a huge win. And then, you know, they would obviously establish themselves as the biggest contender to Georgia. Um, I mean, I think they already are, but, um, you know, I guess maybe at this point in time, I don't think anyone really takes them seriously to beat Georgia. But if they win this game, I think some people are going to be, you know, looking at, looking at that game at the cocktail party, thinking maybe Florida could win it and uh, win the East this year. And the best part of this week, Hold, is that you can watch this game knowing that Mississippi State will not lose this week. That's exactly right. Or play bad. That, yeah. You can't play bad. You can't fire Joe Moorhead this week. Nothing. None of that. I would be really interested to see if Mississippi State can avoid getting a delay of game penalty sometime this weekend. <laughs> you never know. Other games around the SEC. The biggest other game – well, there's two two other good games, I guess. The Vanderbilt Ole Miss game is kind of sneaky good, but I want to talk about this Georgia-Tennessee game. Despite Georgia probably blowing out – Tennessee this week. Um, it's still kind of a rivalry, a big game. It's a 6, 6 p.m. kickoff here uh, in Knoxville. And it's I still am excited to watch it regardless. Because if you remember last year, the Georgia-Tennessee game, it was supposed to be even more of a blowout last year in Athens. And Tennessee played them really well. And that's the first, first glimpse of you thinking Jeremy Pruitt might be actually a good coach. JB, on Twitter, everyone's saying that Georgia is going to come in and checkerboard Neyland. Do you fear that at all? I do not. I mean, I I just don't think it's going to really happen. I mean, I think Georgia fans are going to travel really well, but I just don't know if Georgia fans are really going to coordinate this really well. This is mainly just through social media. This is not University of Georgia that's promoting this. And without the University of Georgia promoting it, it's not going to get around to, you know, the the older people that are not on social media. So, no, I don't think it's going to happen. But I do believe there's going to be a lot of red in Neyland Stadium this weekend. Who will be the starting quarterback for Tennessee, J.B.? I'm going to go out on a limb and say it's going to be Brian Maurer. I think uh, Garantano is not going to be the starting quarterback this weekend. Has Pruitt publicly backed Garantano since the last game? Because that question has had to come up, I'm sure. Yeah, he's backed him. But I just think that, you know, with this last two weeks, uh, you know, with the week off, they've had a little open qu- quarterback competition. And I think that Maurer is going to get his opportunity to start this weekend. Well, shit, it can't hurt to try. Am I right, Holt? Yeah, that's exactly right. I mean, it's not, it hasn't been going well so far, so they might as well mix it up. 
Um, but, you know, this, I think this game is going to come down to whether or not Tennessee is able to slow down the running game of Georgia. I mean, Tennessee, you know, giving up over, you know close to 150 rushing yards a game. And Georgia, you know, we know what they can do on the ground. So it's really going to come down to what Tennessee able to do um, against that Georgia running game. Because Tennessee's secondary has actually played pretty decent so far this year. They haven't played a lot of teams who really like to throw the ball. But um, the secondary has not really been the problem for Tennessee. It's more so been the, the run, the running game. And then the offense is just been really bad so um i don't think i don't really get to see much of a chance in this one um i do like this to maybe be a little bit more of a low scoring game maybe they can ugly it up a little bit um if they're able to get some things going on the offensive side of the ball and just kind of hold onto the ball a little bit for the first half but i think in the second half georgia's gonna pull away and uh eventually get that running game going and uh get the win I envision this as like a long, slow beat down. Georgia, I've, I said this before, Georgia reminds me a lot of Alabama, the way they play, just because they're so physical and their defense is so stout. The way they used to play. Alabama used to play, correct. Back in the uh, uh, A.J. McCarron game manager days, not the uh, two attack of Loa. Six touchdown, 400 yards games. So that's what I envision in this game. JB, are you in the slightest bit optimistic watching this game? I mean, I feel like you have nothing to lose because you're supposed to lose this game <laughs> as a Tennessee team or a Tennessee fan. So, I mean, maybe they'll just, you know, keep it close or something in the first quarter, first half, and maybe the crowd will get them going. I mean, to be the, not try to be a grim reaper, but I should tell all Tennessee fans to uh, be prepared to be disappointed again. And as old Larry Munson would always say, hunker down because this is going to be ugly. Well, we see Philip Fulmer in the locker room at post game press conference pissed off again. I mean, I think that's going to be a common trait we're going to see the rest of the season. Is there anything funnier, Holt, than Philip Fulmer in the press conference mad as hell at Jeremy Pruitt for losing a game? No, definitely not. I'm kind of disappointed that he came out today and said that he's never coaching again. Um, I was a little disappointed to hear that because I definitely was looking forward to him. Uh, roaming the sidelines again after firing Jeremy Pruitt and uh, trying to restore Tennessee to uh, prominence. The power T. That would have been uh, that would have been very interesting to see. Um, but he's he's basically ended that basically saying he's never going to coach again. But and given the vote of confidence, you never know. Yeah, well, that's a normal for an athletic director to do. I hate to burst your bubble, JB, but there are rumors swirling about Butch Jones getting the Rutgers job. Him, him and Craig Schiano, as much as as funny as that would be for them to go up against a job, but I've I've been told, or I've been told via the Twitter sphere that Butch Jones might interview for that job as an Alabama intern. It's not just Butch Jones, but Greg Schiano too. So yeah, yeah both of them. Maybe maybe Greg Schiano could come. Well, in. I always said that if if Butch Jones could have found a way to just only have to play Big Ten teams. He may actually be a good coach because if you remember when he was at Tennessee, they pretty much just killed every Big Ten team they played. Even at Cincinnati, they probably yeah. were good. I don't know their exact record, but yeah, they're probably good there too. But um, not quite the funeral of uh, some other games this year for Tennessee, like maybe against Alabama, but this nope. one's not going to be pretty at all. The other game that we want to talk about is the Vanderbilt Ole Miss game. This is a seven point line at Ole Miss, and um, this one has historically turned out to be a pretty pretty good series uh i kind of enjoy it. this is the uh permanent crossover am i right jb this is permanent crossover is this do either side see this as a rivalry no but they <laughs> still enjoy playing it. i think vanderbilt sees Ole miss as a little bit of a rival i don't know if Ole miss sees it the same no, way no i mean i think Ole miss enjoys getting vandy as a permanent crossover from the east i mean you'd rather get vanderbilt than some other schools but Ole miss is trending upwards slash favorably Holt, are you looking for them to uh, run the ball all day long with their new quarterback Plumley? 
Yeah, I mean, between Plumley and Scotty Phillips and Jerry Neely, I mean, I, I just I think they're really going to be able to run the ball in this one. Um, Vanderbilt's defense has been uh, very, very, very not good, um, giving up over 500 yards a game. Um, you know, I mean, honestly, I mean, they did have to play. I mean, Purdue's a really good offense. LSU's really good on offense. Georgia, so I mean, they they've had some stiff competition, but really like no resistance at all from that defense so far this year. And I think Ole Miss is going to be able to run the ball pretty easily in this one. Um, I think that offense is going to be clicking. And, you know, on the other side of the ball, you know, Ole Miss's defense has improved this Besides year. Besides the Alabama um, game, which I think you can discount because it's Alabama. Right. Yeah, well, I don't really count that at all. So, um, you know, the the secondary hasn't played great for Ole Miss this year, but they're stopping the run a lot better than they have in years past. I mean, it used to be they would – you could just guarantee that whoever they were playing was going to rush for 200 yards a game. It didn't matter if they were playing an FCS team or Alabama or whoever. It was just like they were going to give up 200 rushing yards, and they're only giving up – uh, a little over a hundred so far this year, so they've really stepped up that side of the game, or that's you know that portion of the game, I should say. So um, it'll be really you know interesting to see if they can slow down Keyshawn Vaughn in this one. Um, you know, kind of get that defense you know playing well again, uh, or continue to play well against the run. And um, you know, I like Neil at Vanderbilt, but I don't know if he's going to be able to have a big game in this one. Um, I, I think this is maybe a little bit of a high scoring game. Um, you know, not like super high scoring compared to like Ole Miss teams in the past, but you know, I expect both the offenses to be able to get the ball in the end zone in this one, and this should be a, a pretty fun game, I think. Your boy McIntyre for defensive coordinator for Ole Miss is uh, looking out for Numero Uno, trying to get him that interim job at the end of the year. Yeah, he is. He uh, he's definitely making a play for it. JB, do you have anything to add about this game, Vanderbilt Ole Miss that Holt didn't say? Uh, the only thing I would add is that Vanderbilt is going to have to put up a lot of points on the board in this one. I think in order to have a shot. Because I think Ole Miss, even though uh, their offense has been inconsistent at times, Vanderbilt's defense is absolutely atrocious. And with Plumley and Jerry Neely and Scotty Phillips, I think they're going to be able to run the ball all over Vanderbilt's uh, really poor uh, running defense. And they're going to be able to get some scores. And to me, Vanderbilt, I think they're going to have to uh, make this a high-scoring game and match Ole Miss you know, point for point to uh, have a shot in this one. The last thing I'll say about this game is I think this is a game that both teams have circled on their calendar thinking like this is one of their winnable games of the year. Vanderbilt might have a little bit easier in the East, but Ole Miss, um, besides Arkansas, they don't they don't have too many easy games in the SEC, so this is one they probably circled that they could win. Yeah, and this is one of those games that's in the sweepstakes for not having the worst record in the conference. Some other games in the SEC, two other games we'll talk about split – for a split second, Utah State and LSU, Troy, Missouri. We expect both home teams to come through for these these games, LSU and Missouri. Um, no trap games, right, JB? Uh, no trap games. The only thing I will say is that Utah State's offense is really awesome, and they're going to be able to get some points on LSU, but LSU is still going to run away with it. All right, we're going to wrap this up pretty soon here. We're going to get to our week, week six game picks. And if you remind me, JB, who is now leading this uh, game series pick between you and Holt? Um, it's not about now. It's who's been leading. I'm still the leader. <laughs> well, Holt gained on you, though, last week. <laughs> yes, he did. He, uh, Holt swept me in three games last week that we had differences on. So now my league goes from five games to two games. Quick reminder, Holt, what, do you, what does the loser have to do of this little bet series for the <laughs> whole year? For a month. A month. Yeah. So, well, oh, are you saying over the course of the whole year? So we're, we're, we're betting we're yeah. betting the games of the course of the year. What, yeah. what is and the loser? And then whoever have to do? Ha, whoever has the best record at the end of the year, uh, well, the loser would have to wear the winner's favorite team's gear 
like maybe like a shirt and a hat and maybe some other item like a, maybe a cowbell um, in JV's case and then take a picture and then make it their Twitter and Facebook picture and Facebook I like that for a month I like that and um, yeah that's pretty much it I don't know if it's like that much uh, it's it's almost a little bit unfair because I don't feel like JB really cares if he has to wear Mississippi State stuff but I hate Tennessee so yeah. I definitely do not want to have to do that have you practiced in the mirror saying go balls or anything like that I don't think I'm going to have to say anything. Okay. You just three, have to wear something. So, three-game lead is what JB has right now, correct? Two games. Two games, excuse me. Three games is what whole <laughs> game last week. So, without further ado, we'll get to our our uh, week six picks of the week. We'll start off with a big game. Auburn at Florida. JB, who do you got? War Eagle. I'm going with Auburn. Holt? Yeah, I got Auburn as well. I think it's going to be a close game, low scoring, but I think Auburn pulls away at the end. All right. Vanderbilt, Ole Miss, Holt. Yeah, I'm going with Ole Miss in this one, going with the home team. Uh, I think Ole Miss's offense is going to have a big game. I think Vanderbilt's offense will play well, but not not enough to keep up with Ole Miss. JB, who you got? Got to go with Ole Miss here. Mm, no separation yet. I feel we might have something going right here. For UCF at Cincinnati, Holt smash. Yep, yeah, I'm going to go with the home team in this one. I'm going to go with Cincinnati. Um, I really like their athletes on defense. I think they're going to be able to match up well with UCF, and I think they're going to get the win at home. It's going to be a big game. Have you seen that field, by the way? The field, it looks sick. Cincinnati's gonna, Yeah, since, yeah look, it's really cool. I don't. I can't really explain it, but um, it's, I'm sure it's on Twitter somewhere or Google. You can probably find it somewhere, but it looks, it, it's really cool, and I think they're going to get the win. Okay. I, I still don't like Boise State's uh, field. I think some people like that. I'm not sure if you're saying it's that cool, if it's blue or something like that. It's black. Okay. Gotcha. I'll, oh, excuse me. UCF Cincinnati. JB, who do you got? I'm going to go with UCF here. Oh, separation game number one. Why do you got UCF over Cincinnati? I originally was thinking Cincinnati, but you know what? Uh, UCF, I just think they're going to get enough points in this one. Cincinnati does have the good defense, but UCF's coming off that mm-hmm. loss against Pittsburgh. But they yeah. showed the ability to beat teams like that Stanford yeah. game. So it'll be interesting to see. Iowa at Michigan. Holt. Yeah, I'm going with Michigan this one. I really don't want to. Um I feel like this game is, is like a true toss-up. Um, but, you know, just Michigan being at home at the big house, um, I just think their defense has a lot to prove after the way they played against Wisconsin. They just got the shutout last week against Rutgers. Uh, I think this is a really good opportunity for them to bounce back and uh, show everybody that they're still a legit um, conference contender. And um, I think they're going to shut down Iowa's offense. And it's going to be kind of a typical low-scoring Big Ten game, but I, I like Michigan at home. JB? I'm going to go with Iowa. I've been high on Iowa to break through in that division this year and be a contender in the Big Ten. So, yeah, I'm going with Iowa. You have been riding the Iowa wave this whole year. So far, I mean, they, they they've, looked, they've looked impressive. They so haven't far proved you season. wrong so far, the Steelers. They haven't. I mean, they, they've been <laughs> impressive so far this year. I mean, their, their defense is really solid, and their offense is really balanced, too. I mean, they're just an all-around balanced football team. It will be a fun game to watch. We might have to actually watch Big Ten football this week. Texas at West Virginia. If you remember this game last year, this is a good game. I think this is one where West Virginia won. When they went for two. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Won the game. Because you so always go like 49 to 50 or something. Yeah, it was a high-scoring game, and you always go for two, right, Holt? That's right, especially if you're the underdog, which, I mean, this was kind of an evenly matched game last year, but still, I like they were on the road. I like the balls of Holgerson to go for it there, and it ended up paying off. They got the win. JB, who you got in this game? Got to go with the Longhorns here. Easy, easy pick, I think. Go ahead, Holt. Yeah, I'm also going to go with Texas. There isn't really much else I can say. I, I just don't, I just don't think West Virginia is really all that good. Um, they're really the only time I've seen them play this year was against Missouri, and they just got absolutely rolled in that game. So I'm going to go with Texas. TCU at Iowa State. Another tricky one here. JB. I'm going to go with Iowa State at home. I like Matt Campbell, too. Hold, who you got? Yeah, I got to go with the same thing. Um, I really like Matt Campbell, everything he's about, and you know, obviously being at home. Um, 
they've had some tough losses so far this year, but I think Iowa State bounces back and uh, get that first conference win. Air Force at Navy Hulk. Man, that is a really tough one. Um, I don't really even know much about either one of these teams. I did see Navy play. Uh, but I'm just going to go with Air Force just off of feel. I don't know why, but um, they, you know, it's the Air Force. And I saw Navy play last week, and they look like shit, so I'm going with Air Force. They did look good in the first half. If if Navy's in that triple option offense is in, it's, it's tough to stop. But once they get behind, it's hard to come back. JB, who you got? Man, I was really hoping that Holt would take the bait with Navy being at home in Annapolis. But, yeah, I'm going with Air Force Falcons. Just a reminder, JB does pick these games, so I think he knows a little something about, like, what Holt might pick against him. And he's like, oh, I got Holt if he picks yeah. Air Force. I, just I to hope, be clear, I, was I, to take the bait I, did, I didn't know what any of these picks were until literally, like, 30 seconds ago. Arizona at Colorado. JB. I'm going to go with Arizona here. I think they're going to go on the road in Boulder, and uh, they're going to go, and uh, Tate's going to have a big game, and I think they're going to win. Do you believe in Kevin Salmon Holt against Colorado? No, uh, I really hate that this is a game we're going to have to differentiate on because I am going to go with Colorado. I don't feel great about it, but they are at home. And, um, you know, I kind of like Montez, the quarterback, and then obviously, you know, the receiver. Um, God, what's his freaking name? Oh, I understand. He hasn't that. played yeah. the Chenault. Yeah. He's like the best in the country. Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah. He's not even – I don't even think he's leading the team in, in uh, receiving yards. But I just – every time I think about Colorado, I think about him. And Montez is kind of a tough guy. Um, you know, he's, he's a little bit of a douchebag, but kind of in like a Baker Mayfield type way. So I, I kind of like him. And you will pick the over in this game. Am I right, Holt? Uh, what is it, 61? I just feel like no matter what, no matter what, Arizona always scores. Yeah. Arizona scores 60 by themselves. Yeah. So, I mean, I could definitely see it either way. Both offenses are really good. Um, but I just I think I trust Colorado's defense just a little bit more with Mel Tucker to come up with a good game plan. So I think we have three games this week that are true uh, differentiators between Holt, Smash, and JB here. So um, I'm personally rooting for the underdog Holt here because uh, there's a lot of a lot of ground he's already made up, and I want him to continue to. Uh, get closer JB so we can have some high stakes drama at the end of the year but I want to thank you all for listening I know this is a quick podcast but we have to get home for dinner so I appreciate you listening and we will talk to you later after the games peace thanks for tuning in to another outstanding episode of the SEC Slow Smoke Podcast. Be sure to rate us and subscribe on iTunes or your podcast app of choice. Follow us on Twitter and Instagram at SEC Slow Smoked. Spread the good word on this podcast like the chili and cheese on your fries. If you like this podcast, tell a friend because there's plenty to go around. Oh,